As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And today I'm joined by one of my good friends. He is the other half of the duo known as the Brothers Blevins. If you listen to my Crow episode, please welcome Chris to the show. Hello. <laughs> that, was a, that was a really good intro, right? <laughs> I'm back, back, back again. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't understand that reference, if you follow me back to my cinematic blind spot days, yes, the these brothers were both on there, I think three or four different times. And this will be his first time joining me on the new show. But I promise he's a lot of fun. You're going to have some fun with this guy. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we're going to go get started and go back to 1992 with Death Becomes Her. Don't you know? That it's worth every treasure on earth to be young at heart. Some people will go to any length to stay young forever. Is that someone? It's Madeline Ashton. She was a big star in the 60s. I thought she was dead. Oh, madam, you look younger every day. Thank you, Rose. But Madeline Ashton and her old friend, Helen Sharp. I've lost men to her before are about to go too far. Touch of magic. Drink that potion, and you'll never grow even one day older. Bottoms up. No warning. Now a warning? Siempre viva! Live forever! Ernest, I'm in the morgue. They think I'm dead. You are. But you're not. Are you telling me it doesn't hurt when I do this? It doesn't hurt. She's dead! She's dead, Ernest. Now he's dead. He's dead? Ernest is dead? Everybody's dead! You pushed me down the stairs. I'm so sweaty. I don't think it's sweat, honey. I think you're defrosting. Universal Pictures presents Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis, it's a miracle, and Gordy Hawn. Look at me, I'm soaking wet. Death becomes her. I just have to make a telephone call. tell everyone when you first saw this oh gosh uh well actually in 1992 uh during its release week so i was going on nine so i was probably eight years old when the movie came out technically right yeah and (laughs) so i actually it was my dad who took me because i wanted to go see it uh chad wanted to go see buffy the vampire slayer because it came out around i think the same weekend so yeah dad ended up taking me to see the movie and from there i just was in awe with it it was awesome (laughs) which that's pretty interesting because i think 
definitely this movie and i think buffy the vampire slayer as well you guys introduced me to both of those because yes we were friends way back in 1992 so <laughs> right <laughs> turned me on to both of those movies yes yeah so i don't know when that was exactly but at some point once it was on vhs exactly and back in those days it took forever for movies to get on vhs and stuff it took a while for their release compared to today yeah that's true that is true all right so for anyone that's not familiar with this film why don't you just give a brief synopsis of what it's about uh well let's see i guess it was like i was telling you for doing some prep (laughs) i hope i don't go around the uh, airport with this um basically it's about these two women who have a rivalry with one another um it's kind of a frenemies deal with each other um one is a aging actress the other one is a writer who is trying to hit her stride um but she's about to get married and then the actress comes in and she wants she decides to steal the man away um therefore igniting a forever feud between them uh for years to come and then um years later they're introduced to a woman who gives them a potion that's a, a fountain of youth that can revert stop the aging process and reverse it and uh, make them young and beautiful and live forever okay sounds good that's not too long so you, you dig well, <laughs> so well there's what... different things that goes on in the movies so yeah and, we, kinda... and, we, and that's one thing we don't want to get too spoilery with it so we're mm-hmm. not going into great detail so i think you did a good job ah so, awesome <laughs> so when would you say this became one of your favorites mm, well you know what it's really weird because I know it was one of those movies that I loved when I was a kid because it was so quotable. Uh, just about every bit of dialogue in it, I remember reciting lines from it all the time or using it as inside jokes, usually with, you know, maybe Chad or even with you to some extent because we're kind of like that with movies we love anyway. But I would say it's not until maybe I got older that I was like, no, I definitely consider this film in my at least within my top five films, maybe even right there within my top three, to be honest, just because it, I know it's ridiculous. It's, uh, you know, it's crazy and all that stuff, but that's, those are the films that typically we kind of fall in love with, but yeah, I just, I, I think it's just from top to bottom. It's a, uh, I don't know. There's just a lot to love about it. <laughs> yeah. So is that, that some of your favorite things about the movie? Like what are some of your favorite things about the movie? Oh God! Well, for one, the performances—you uh, can't beat Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, and just the way that those two have the chemistry, like they develop for their characters. And in order to play that that rivalry off of one another, um, to have those beats and everything. And then, um, oh my gosh! And then I'm losing my brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, the guy who played Ernest in Die Hard films, uh, Bruce Willis, because I am still. Bruce Willis. Thank you. <laughs> and Bruce Willis, who who everyone at that time knew him as an action star and, some, and a little bit with comedy as well, because I know he was in, uh, I think it was Moonlight, a TV series back then with um, uh, Sybil Shepherd, I, I think it was. So he has a, he had a little bit of some comedy under stick, but he was known for that action-oriented drama uh, vein of stuff. But for him to go into this movie where he's aged up which you can tell and 
the way that he's able to do the physical comedy of some of the stuff in there too between the women and kind of give this balance was was also fantastic so it's just i love yeah the performances no doubt that's what sticks out number one and then also the production value and then also the cgi work it's early cgi but it's really well done i think it even holds up pretty well to this day um but it was you know something that i know it won an academy award for the visual effects did so yeah it just sticks out (laughs) a lot of things it really does and i'm I'm glad you said that because that's very well deserved i wasn't sure if it did or not but yeah yeah i was glad to to hear that it took me a while to know that but i you know after years and i was like oh well it makes sense and especially for that year that it came out because jurassic park i think came out a year later so if it ran with jurassic park you know jurassic park would have won easily (laughs) that year but (laughs) but death becomes or was able to take it that year instead all right so let's go let's go maybe back to the early 90s 93 94 and you got to see a sequel where do you think you would take this thing (laughs) that's hard to say because the way that it ends I'm not really sure how that would really go because it ends on a thing where it's obviously in the future for them and particularly with Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep's characters and a lot of things have taken toll on them (laughs) as evident of what happens in the film. So the only thing I can think of is that they would be, I don't know, almost dust if it were to do a sequel or some sort, you know, but, um, Gosh, I don't know about a sequel, but I do know if I was to do any, and I've thought about this before too. I was like, if there was something to really explore would be, I think through a TV series, Um, maybe through, especially with today's streaming and stuff like that, where they could do a lot more with it because you don't really have to deal with all the commercials and uh, censorship of sorts, you know? But I think that it would be interesting to explore the, Liesl von Roman character. Um, gosh, that is. Hang on, she was in Blue Velvet. <laughs> That's where she's really known for. Modern name? Yeah, Isabella Back. Rossellini. Yes, thank you. Sorry, I'm losing my brain tonight. But it would be interesting to explore her character and just kind of maybe know a little bit more of her past and how maybe she came with the potion and where she started from and you know, really, and maybe even find out really how old she, well, she did say she was 70 something years old in the movie. Yeah. She says 71. Yes. Yeah. So it it would be interesting to kind of figure out how she came across it and how she got the riches that she does. And she's obviously well-traveled because she talks that she's only, I think they're like in California or she only goes where the spring goes. She never goes where the winter goes. (laughs) So that's pretty interesting. Right. Um, She only goes where there's life, not where there's death. So it'd be interesting to explore that. I think the Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn characters, we already pretty much know. We see them start out from, you know, their past where they're obviously friends and where it went. So I don't know. I'd probably do something like that. Okay. Okay. So let's say you got to do a remake of this and you got to recast these people. Mm -hmm. Who do you think we're going to go with? (laughs) Oh, that's tough. Well, it, I was, you know, talking with you and Chad a little bit earlier. I I think one of the things I would consider, honestly, is um, Goldie Hawn's daughter, Kate Hudson, for one. But I think the only thing is I would reverse, not put her in the Goldie Hawn role, 
but I'd probably put her in the Meryl Streep role. Oh, okay. Interesting. I think that would be different. And then for someone on in the Goldie Hawn role, I would probably even consider maybe Anne Hathaway or maybe even Emily Blunt and, or maybe even change the two up between Isabella Rosalini's character of Lisa Van uh, Van Roomen and Goldie Hawn, you know, maybe put Emily Blunt in the Goldie Hawn role perhaps. And then Anna Hathaway and Lisa Von Ruman, but that could probably work. Uh, and then Jake Gyllenhaal perhaps is one, like, I don't know. He's kind of the only one that came to mind right away as far as playing Ernest. Okay. I think that could probably, because I think he would surprise everyone with the same, you know, being probably being able to play the same idea. Like he's more, more known for drama films, but to see him play a little bit more of a comedic role, I think he would be able to pull it off. I think he'd be, really different yeah and i i think that could work because ernest is kind of the straight lace character like you say does some physical yeah. comedy but he is mm-hmm. kind of the straight forward character of the story so right it'd be interesting to see that actually right i don't think we ever see ernest in the movie really crack a smile <laughs> you know or, no, no he's, or he's uh... so jolly but he's definitely <laughs> the, the straight man as you say uh, <laughs> i think that's the perfect way to put it and you know just very I want to say, content is not the right word, but he's just pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I was my, my thoughts are he's he looks like someone who's just eternally unhappy, like he just seems like right. no matter what, he just yes, and constantly <laughs> drinking like he, he is in the movie. So it's understandable. And going from a surgeon and then suddenly to fixing people up after yeah. death and undertaker <laughs> and using spray paint in order to do it as his key for success <laughs> oh my god i love that scene when he tells that woman the secret and she's just so yeah. appalled <laughs> it's like uh, well you just asked for his secret so now you're going to be appalled like yeah, like you're lucky you got it he doesn't give that away if he hadn't been drinking so much he probably wouldn't even said it <laughs> exactly exactly oh my god and it's just it's just such a great dark comedy movie and i you know there's a lot that i found out about the movie like a lot of facts as well about the movie and over the years like basically what we see is not what was all previously recorded um, or filmed like for example tracy ullman was originally in the film in a different role and she was going to actually end up playing eventually Ernest. uh love interest towards the end that he runs off with different ending was filmed as well and i think originally it was planned to be a tells like the first tells from the crypt movie because it has that tells from the crypt vibe to it when you actually when you watch it and then even the trailer they played the tells from the crypt song oh do that i don't remember the trailer yeah. so I have to go back and, watch that. <laughs> and the trailer has some of that footage that is supposedly burned <clears throat> and lost um, oh, all that when- yeah exactly we need to get so, that yeah and when it was released on blu-ray from scream factory everyone was hoping to have the deleted scenes the deleted footage but supposedly it was lost in the fires um I mm. think that was it universal that had yeah back in the 2000s um it's just never been recovered oh that's terrible but the tells from yeah. the crypt makes sense because i know robert zemeckis was pretty heavy in the tells from the crypt tv show right and he directed the movie right yeah that's what yeah and he directed this movie so yeah yeah makes a lot of sense and he's a great director anyway i mean a lot of classics under his belt so 
it, it makes sense for his wheelhouse, so to speak, because he kind of explores a little bit of everything, I think, genre wise. But um, but yeah, there were like you watch the, if you get a chance to see the trailer, you'll see even Tracy Ullman, uh, a few clips with her in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. I'm definitely going to look that up and if I can find it, especially if they have audio, I'm probably going to put that in this episode because I always put the trailer <laughs> in the episode anyway. So awesome awesome all right so so now i don't do this on every episode but this is a good episode to do it on okay let's talk about your favorite quote from the film i know what mine is and i know what we used to say all the time as kids and Uh, that's probably still mine but i'm curious what yours is i think there. well immediately to the top of my head there's a couple that come to mind okay one deals with goldie hahn uh, her Helen character where <laughs> towards the beginning uh, where she's sent to a psych ward and the psychiatrist in the, the group therapy session asks her, is there Helen, is there anything you want to talk about? And all the other <laughs> girls in the therapy session are like, Oh my God, why did you ask? You know, their face expressions are just right there with it. And then she's like, yes, I would like to talk about, Madeline Ashton. We haven't heard from you in a while. Is there um, anything you'd like to talk about with the group? Yes. I would like to talk about Madeline Ashton. (laughs) And then like all the women in there start screaming. (laughs) Um, And then... The other quote I love is when Meryl Streep's character, Madeline, goes and visits Liesl von Ruman for the first time. And, you know, she's shown the tricks of what the potion can do. And she's drunk the potion. And then she's like, and Liesl goes, now a warning. And then Madeline goes, now a warning. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, there's there's some, so many other quotes, but those are two that immediately right now come to my mind. And and I'll say my two are just every time they see each other, I just love the mad hell. Yeah. I just love that. <laughs> it's just like mad as hell. I love that those two are even playing off each other, you know, because right. And then of course or my even favorite, their, um their fight scene. Oh my god, good quotes in there too. But I think my favorite. I loved it as a kid. I remember I was used to saying it as a kid, but probably oh. just because it had the language in it and we like saying it as kids, but that was, you're in the shit house now, pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was always my favorite. I remember saying that sometimes a couple of times to my, uh, to my dad anytime he got into an argument with mom or something like that. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> So yeah, good time. There's so many great quotes in there. It's written so well. The dialogue is. Agreed. So now for the final thing, you got to sell this movie on someone who hasn't seen it. Maybe they've never wanted to. Maybe they've never heard of it. Selling it to someone that you want to show it to for the first time, basically. How would you bring them in to say, this is why you need to see this? Oh man, Josh put me on the spot like that. (laughs) I would say... Oh, I feel like I'm, I don't know. I feel like a car salesman or something. Like, do you like comedy? Do you like action? Do you like horror? 
well, this is the movie for you, but you know, that kind of thing. Um, because I would sell it on just, well, for one, all those different points, because it really is, you know, it's a great horror comedy, dark comedy. And then also the stars because they're well known. So you obviously got great performances, uh, great actors, great reputational actors, I guess you could say. And so many, so many scenes you'll laugh your ass off on. <laughs> you really will. You'll laugh your and also be surprised at some of the, some of the visual stuff that they do. Oh, like I sit there and I think about when Madeline is killed, you know, and they show, you know, what happens when she wakes up. <laughs> like it's unforgettable. Uh, there's so many great moments in there and. It goes by, it feels like it goes by quick because you're sucked into it. Uh, it's totally worth it. Check it out. Don't miss out on it. Go for it. And um, so, yeah, if you're a big horror geek, you'll love it as well. It's a great comedy. It, you know, it's kind of in the same vein as some other great horror comedies. Um, so, yeah, you love to laugh. You like to see some gruesome moments. Uh, it has It has a few of that, too. So go for it. Yeah. Take it. Watch it. Watch Death Becomes Her. You will not regret it. Hey, and as of this recording, anyway, it's a playing on HBO Max, so there's no reason not to take the chance. Ah, perfect. So See, there we go. Right and in. that's another yeah. another selling point, guys. If you have HBO Max, go see it right now. Add to your queue. Take a day off, or when you have a day off, afternoon, night, especially night is probably the best time and you need something to pick you up or something like that uh, a good laugh play it you won't regret it all right i think that's gonna wrap this up chris why don't you tell them where they can find you online oh gosh you can find me on instagram <laughs> has a funny name to it <laughs> just type in chris blevins and the finding thing you know um it'd be easier to find me that way because <laughs> otherwise it's like x tofer of oz Yes, Extrafer um, of Oz. Is the screen name. <laughs> so, yeah. So, just go for, just look for Chris, Chris Blevins. And you'll All find right. Me. And as always, you can find the show. We're on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm now on TikTok, probably doing everything wrong. But <laughs> check us out on there. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. And also, I'm putting some of these episodes on YouTube. So, check out the channel there. Wait, Josh, and- you're on TikTok? You're just on a little TikTok? Bit. Just a little just bit. A little just bit. A little bit. Just Aren't you a little bit. old for that? <laughs> hey, from what I've seen, no, I am not. I have seen 80-year-old <laughs> people with these TikToks, so I don't feel bad about my age. So You decide to join the kids. I see what that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Join the kids. So be sure to come back next week because I'll have a new guest and a new movie, and who knows, that may become your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time. 